Welcome to Bat Therapy, the psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. All right, so today we are going rogue, so to speak. (laughs) Sorry, you guys will understand why that's funny in a second. (laughs) This was actually a joke uh, created by my husband, the techie behind the scenes, to be fair. But we are talking about Days of Future Past, which has a rogue edition, um, which is what we watched, Hence, hence my little silly joke. I am torn between which is my favorite X-Men movie, either this one or X-Men 2, uh, The Last Stand. The, mm. Both of those just stick out. But honestly, I might have to give it to Days of Future Past just for bringing together the two different versions of Magneto mm-hmm. and Professor and Professor X. So cool. I also really appreciate this movie because... It undoes mm-hmm. what I absolutely loathe, mm-hmm, which is X-Men mm-hmm, The mm-hmm. Last Stand. Yep. This movie is brilliant because they said, we effed up. We are sorry for X-Men 3. Look, we fixed it. And by golly, they did. <laughs> yes. I, oh my God, I can rant. I could, I could go on a very was, long rant about... What was wrong with X-Men 3 and was, how much I just could not stand it? <laughs> was this the movie that we were both at the midnight showing complaining to our separate groups of, because we weren't there together, complaining yes. to our separate groups of friends at opposite ends of the theater after the movie and then yes. hurt each other? And we're like, yes, it was terrible. Yeah. Yes, that was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. So, yes, X-Men The Last Stand. uh when we we went to the midnight show for it and i can't even remember which part it was it i don't know if it was the british juggernaut like i forgot about that <laughs> i i don't know if it was that or when mystique just loses her powers or when angel is only in the movie to catch one person and then you just never see him again <laughs> or rogue getting cured like everything was just wrong with that movie professor x dying cyclops dying yeah i actually remember there uh, were like i forget who it might be it was cyclops or i don't remember who it was but they died my friend next to me goes like oh my god i I turned to them i said they're not really dead (laughs) yes they were because the movie just because it was just tanked. It was just like, no, let's just, let's run this baby into the ground. But yeah, thank, I was, since so when Days of Future Past came around, I was, I was so glad because I loved X-Men First Class. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved, great. I loved that one. And so Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy, so uh, Magneto and Professor X are just so brotastic. They're fantastic. And and I, I absolutely loved it. And so going, like, seeing them in it as well as Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, who were really good friends in real life, like, that, it was just the best. Of course, Wolverine's in there to just bring them all together. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, I um, I love this movie. It's so great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with Days of Future Past, if there's anyone who needs a little bit of refresher, hopefully you're going and rewatching it because it is phenomenal. But yeah, so essentially we're in this future where, how, what are they called? Seminoles or Sentinels? Sentinels. Sentinels. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about (laughs) over here. Um, (laughs) so these Sentinels are created that can essentially take on the powers of the mutants and are obliterating them across the world. And even 
I think they said that they got to the point where they could predict who genetically would become or breed, so to speak, uh, oh, yeah. uh, future uh, mutants, and we're killing them off as well. And and so all of this came to a head in the past. Um, and so they essentially wanted to go back and fix it, which is a, always a very, this is going to come back again and again, because we're talking about alternate realities this season. Um, time travel is an interesting and, and weird sort of thing. So does the future therein disappear? In this one, it disappears if they yeah. fix it versus what probably is more likely to happen is you just create an alternate line and, and you still live with whatever happens and because your, your past didn't change. But in this yeah. one, they essentially could fix it all. So well, they, they wanted to go back and, and essentially undo what created these Sentinels. Well, what's funny with this, too, is they are constantly in this one changing their reality. Like, apparently they've only it's been ridiculous. surviving by, oh, yeah, the Sentinels, they come, they kill us. But then one of us gets sent back in time to warn the others so we leave before it ever happens and i'm like this is how you live like this is <laughs> this, this is horrible and then, like and then I, you would... think, I know and then you think about the loki uh series <laughs> right so it's all <laughs> They're it's probably all pulling anyway. their hair out with all this going like, on oh my god like yeah the very yeah the oh my god the like, variant all the, whatever, all the yeah. different variant oh my yeah. god but like uh so it's it's interesting because this movie is uh they don't even ex they don't even really explain what happened in in between X-Men 3 Mm-mm. and this movie that Professor X is just back. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. don't even they don't even bother explaining. You know, they probably assumed that a lot of people were like me and never watched X-Men 3 again after the first time and forgot it all. Oh my gosh. I remember being, I was so excited about that movie. I remember buying Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer because on the DVD, there was a sneak peek of X-Men 3. And the oh. only sneak peek that it was was just a drawing of when the Golden Gate Bridge moved. <laughs> That was it. That was the sneak. That was oh, the they, sneak got I, they got you yeah, good. Yeah, I paid $25 for X-Men Rise of the Silver Surfer on DVD. <laughs> yeah, I just have a bad habit of going to the midnight showings of the third movie of things, and then they're terrible. Like Spider-Man. I did it with Spider-Man, too. Iron Man. It worked out for Lord of the Rings. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, works out every now and then. Okay, so Days of Future Past. <laughs> we love this movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's, it, yeah, you've got a, any of you that really are interested in time travel and how it would actually work, you got to set that brain aside. I'm from a family. I understand how hard that is. I'm from a family that we went, we watched Pandora or excuse me, watched Avatar and we're talking about Pandora and, and literally afterward, my family's like, well, how much oxygen was truly in the air if such and such was bad for humans, but things caught fire. So I understand if it's hard for you. Did y'all Genetic- really do that? Did oh, that yeah. really happen? That really happened. God. So I understand if you're someone who struggles to set the science aside, but but if you do, you 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 know, you can really appreciate the movie. But yeah, they they change so many things. Um and they claim it changes the future, but it doesn't change fully change the future until the past fixes itself entirely. I don't know. There are things you have to let go of. But yeah. if you're able to do that, great movie. Um yeah. and, and- yeah, just a lot of interesting stuff. And just so you know, there were two different versions of X-Men Days of Future Past. So there was the theatrical cut, and then later on they released the Rogue cut. It's about 20 or t- it's about 20 minutes longer, I think. And but in the original cut of the movie, Rogue was not in it. In this version, she is alive in this alternate dark reality and she's being kept in the X mansion and being experimented on but yeah so there's two different versions of days of future past i prefer the road cut over the theatrical version i really enjoyed it and i i do what keaton tells me so that's yeah. what i watched <laughs> i suggested it i suggested it but so um first things first this alternate reality is 
really bleak. It's yeah. it's really bleak, and they are at this. There, all the characters are kind of at this point where they're just like, we can't keep doing this. Something something's got to give, right? Yeah. Essentially, there's this really interesting discussion, essentially between the original X Men group, uh, like Storm and um, uh, Patrick Stewart's version of uh yeah. professor x and and that sort of thing so kind of the Rain, original movie yeah. people um with the younger generation and a lot of them are introduced in this which is cool like you see blink and she is mind-blowing what she yeah, she blink just like bounces bishop. them everywhere it's amazing yeah they brought in bishop and yeah yeah warpath so cool. yeah all those warpath all that was awesome but essentially the older generation trying to convince the younger generation you can't keep doing this you guys are just one step ahead Something's going to fall apart. Essentially, we've got to sacrifice ourselves in a big risk, but to make a larger change that can be sustainable, Yeah, uh, which is, yeah, very, very interesting. But yeah, it's it's just a super bleak picture for sure. And so one of the things that caught me there was just how the younger generation was like, yeah, I guess we'll make that sacrifice play for the good of all, because I, in this Whenever this happens, whatever they're about to change could prevent them from even being yeah. born. From existing. Like it, yeah, from completely from existence. And so I thought that was really interesting that they did that. And throughout, mm -hmm. Magneto is talking with Professor X and through, throughout this movie about like how bad it is that they spent so long fighting against each other instead mm. of focusing yeah. on what was actually and ended up being a lot more important that you know I, I that's a really great thing that you're talking about too and there's this like juxtaposition too because you have yeah the older generation of professor x and magneto and there's this whole horrible thing and you you never see magneto turn on professor x which is what always happens yeah. but then you see them Wolverine, he goes to the past. He's getting everybody together. <laughs> they break Magneto out of a facility because people think he assassinated the president, who, you know, was actually a mutant he was trying to save, if that makes anyone feel better. But um, but they come together and they work together in the past, but you see that Magneto just can't help himself. Despite he can't help himself. Despite him despite the information he has, it's just not enough not having lived through all of these different pieces. Hearing it's what? just not the same. He has so much anger. Yep. He has so much anger and and with completely good reason. And the thing is he makes all of his decisions, which all of us do. We make our we make a lot of our decisions based off of what previously happened to us. True. And in his mind, he's seeing history repeat itself mm -hmm. as far as what happened to him in the Holocaust, and now he's seeing it happen again with the mutants. Like, and then he gets most... proof from the future about yeah. how dire it gets. Yeah, he gets proof from the future. And on top of that, all of the different mutants we were introduced to in day in uh, X Men First Class, almost all of them, you find out they were they were experimented on, and and yep. and murdered. Oh, and so terrible. he's he is. I don't want to say he's right, but I understand. <laughs> right? You know, people can do terrible things that we don't agree with, and we don't necessarily consider them wrong. Right. Per se, and actually, you actually hit on something I did. I didn't think about with this movie, um, but it's really interesting. So, decision making. Y you yeah. were talking about where decision making comes from, and so there's this whole line of psychology research. There's also a lot of people in like economics as well. There's some crossover there that focus on decision making, and so there were all these theories they created about the logic of decision making and what what leads people to make the decisions they make. And they they couldn't predict how people would make decisions until they brought the emotional component into it. Because essentially, you can give people all the facts, but mm -hmm. you can't just remove the feeling from a lot of these like real life scenarios. And so, yeah, you have things like Magneto where you're like, oh, my God, why are you messing with this? We almost had it all fixed. And now you yeah. kind of blew it up into this bigger thing. 
You're so right when it comes to those decisions. It's not just about the facts in front of you. It's about the different experiences, the emotions that come with it, and also what value you place on different things. Yeah. And his value system, it, it at times is very different than, than uh, Xavier's, Professor X's. And in this movie, you really see it because you find out that in the, because in, it's set in the, is it the 60s or 70s? The 70s. I think 70s. Yeah, it's set in the 70s because it's post, it's post Vietnam. Yes. Um, And you find out that Magneto was just out there just kind of fighting the good fight mm-hmm. till the end. And he tried to save uh, Kennedy, who was, it was a, a mutant. mutant. I do love that they brought in that conspiracy theory. Like, how else do you explain a bullet that curves? Like, like all of that. And you're I'm like, like oh, is... snap. I'm like, oh, I'm glad that that conspiracy is canon in this in this universe as well. <laughs> um, but he's just been kind of just concentrating and building his power while Professor X is just in a really, really dark place. Um, oh, yeah. Because he's he's he can't shut off his mind and he's taking, he's turned to drugs to kind of turn his mind off. And I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was like, how dark is this going to get? Because you Mm. see him like grab like a belt and tighten Mm -hmm. it. Like it didn't, (laughs) I was glad when, when Hank was like, Oh yeah, the, those drugs help him walk because it looked like something else. (laughs) No, but I, I actually really loved that they did that. Because I think in a certain way, it helps to humanize a little bit better the things like heroin usage, where you, a lot of times we struggle when we see people at a certain point with substance use and struggling with that. We struggle to relate to them or connect to them or be able to understand why they would make that choice. And I thought this was a brilliant way of essentially alluding to that practice, but making it something that I think the everyday person could better empathize with because they, they said, okay, well, a medicine, this is something that, that helps him regain a part of himself, the walking that he didn't have before. And yet it rips away. I think it's Magneto that talks about like, how could you do something that takes away the very thing that makes you so special? So he brings back walking with that everyone can do. Well, not everyone, but most of us can do. And, but taking away something so poignant, he doesn't have his powers anymore, his ability to do all these different X-Men related things. So he's, he really, I mean, and over time, you, it, it seems like everyone, real, Hank realized, like, this isn't just about his legs. He's also trying to cover up his suffering. He's trying to get away from feeling all the hurt of all the death and destruction happening. So I thought it was brilliant that they did all of this in a way that alludes enough where you can't not think about drug use that we see in kind of our standard life. Like you were saying, whoa, where is this going? And yet they made a few tweaks that gave gave some empathy that I hope for people can kind of bridge that gap a little bit where usually people struggle to empathize. Yeah. And it's 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 a weird miracle drug kind of thing because it's like it's a drug that helps him walk but it also turns off his powers i'm like how Mm -hmm. are those things connected but whatever but uh it it was interesting because he was he was taking it kind of to shut his mind off and to be able to walk again but hank uh hank mccoy he was simply taking it to hide how he would normally mm-hmm. look. I I thought that was really interesting that he was almost taking it as almost like a a makeup that he was trying yeah. to hide. Which hit on I mean which hit on the previous movie. So when it comes to Hank and, and being beast, he really struggled with that. He really struggled because certain it, it's like a lot of things in life. Um there are certain things that are different about ourselves that we can choose. When we share it with other people, and then there are certain things that are going to be obvious whether you want them to be or not. Yeah, and on the other side of that coin, who is there is Mystique, yes, who has grown. Like I, I love what they did with her mm-hmm. 
in uh, X-Men First Class and this one. Yes. Because in X-Men First Class, she was more in Hank's corner, like in, in that corner where she didn't like who she was. And then that's when Magneto came in mm-hmm. and was like, no, mutant. And, and the I whole theme of it was, yeah, the whole thing was mutant and proud. And I yep. love that that was like this running motive mm-hmm. motif that just kept coming back. And that's where she is now. She's just kind of out there fighting the good fight and just trying to help uh help the mutants uh that are out there any way she can like she mm-hmm. rescues some of them from Vietnam but at the time it doesn't seem like she has she is okay with killing the way that Magneto is right. but she's getting there yeah. because she's, she's building up she's seeing all the atrocities her limits are being pushed her limits are being pushed even within her own people so to speak so even within mutants a lot of them don't accept her as she is why can't you blend in and be like everybody else kind of thing um yeah her her limits are definitely getting pushed and actually she is the catalyst essentially for these sentinels because in and and this is we've hit on self-fulfilling prophecies before um and and so they actually hit on with this that so she was so terrified of the, you know, very real threat of Trask. So someone kind of within like military industry weaponing and whatnot um, of of him wanting to build the Sentinels to essentially ha- create genocide against mutants. She was so terrified of this. She actually that's what tips her over the edge in in the kind of original timeline that they're trying to change. She assassinates yeah. him. And and unfortunately, that actually causes a ripple effect where the people who weren't concerned about mutants, all of a sudden they become very concerned. Yes. And because they learn about her ability to change her identity, they actually get DNA and other things from her that make the Sentinels truly powerful. So it's kind of this, this in in the desperate attempt to stop something, it actually theoretically anyway, ends up in this worse reality in the future. Yes. Uh gosh, I just I I I I I love this. I just love this movie. But Logan comes in and Wolverine serves as the character that I'm not used to him playing. <laughs> I, I'm not used to him being the one that's like, gotta fight. You gotta you gotta be hopeful. You gotta mm-hmm. like <laughs> He's normally just like claws and stabby things. Like that's <laughs> that's his thing, but he's so good at it. I love you, Jackman. But oh, like it, this one was very different because he's the only one that they could send back. And it's it's such a funny scene the way that they say it. it's like because it's like, oh, no one's mind could handle that. They could it it would just drive them crazy. And it's this weird, awkward line. It's like, but what if there was a mind? that could snap back and it's like like yours healing guy like is that is that what <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> yeah, it, is because... a, it is a funny place for him to be and he actually there are multiple points that they they touch on it that i really love like when he goes back and professor x points out um that he essentially told them to f off when they were reaching yeah. out to him in the previous movie which was hilarious <laughs> he and remembers he, it yeah yeah he remembers it and then there's a there's a point where where Wolverine's like, you're not the person that you, I'm not the person you need right now. I'm just the only one who could do it. And yeah, yeah he is put in an awkward position um, that that's hard for him to to maneuver, uh, which is definitely interesting. But you know what I did like about it? It's because sometimes you have to be that person, even though yeah. that's not who you normally mm-hmm. are. Like, I mean, I know I've like it happens a lot as a as a teacher you oh, I, bet. I there there'll be days where i'm just certainly not focused or there's some personal matter going on and i'm doubting out but at the time it's like no you have to be here mm-hmm. for these students you have to let them know that there's something better out there that they can do it that despite what they feel right now it can be better and 
you know this because you've gone through it. And so it was, I liked seeing Wolverine be that person, but at the same time, he, 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 he's not a coddler, right? Like he's not gonna, (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a tough love kind of guy. Yeah. Like when he, when he meets Magneto in the past, he says something like, oh, so you've always been this way. <laughs> You've always been an ass. Yeah, Good to know. Like, oh, I spent a long time fighting you, man. Like you're a survivor, just like me. <laughs> but it, it's it yeah. must be so interesting, though, because I mean, I'm sure this happens with being a teacher too. But as a therapist, I mean, we we actually we spend time in the beginning learning details about a person's life and their history and all this information that can seem random. And then as time goes on, you delve into more and more of that background. And it's so helpful in being able to understand a person and what's important to them and what might be helpful for them and, and just make sense of things. So I can only imagine what it'd be to be able to actually like go and witness for yourself. Cause you'll, you'd be able to see so many things that a person either can't convey or their perception might be different than what you can observe at the time or yeah that would be oh man that would just be as a therapist that'd be such a treat to just be able to go back and be like let me see what actually happened here that'd be so cool another thing that's really cool too is professor x is in a really unique position because when it comes to mutants and they all have powers his powers are just like God level, like can mm. stop minds, can read minds, can get into minds, like can essentially take over people. And seeing him in a position where he, he well, he even says it at one point, he says he feels he's broken mm. and he feels helpless. I'm, it, it's hard to imagine yeah. someone with that much power saying that they feel broken or they feel helpless and it it, honestly it makes me think about how many people like you know like celebrities or or people in power that have horrible brutal like mental health issues Mm. and we don't see it because we're like but it's you like Mm -hmm. but it's but it's you like come on you do you're a rock star you're a movie star you're Mm -hmm. There's Such a misconception. A, yeah. There's a it, it, because you're saying, oh, because he has this, it means he has all this other stuff too. That's yes. not like life usually doesn't work that way. There are very few people where you could say, oh, they have literally everything. Yeah, they're, you know, they're and and two. Yeah, I mean, he has a lot of power, but I mean. I guess, you know, if he had more of the mindset of Magneto, potentially he'd be putting a lot of time and energy into maybe forcing things, trying to force it to be what he wants it to be. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think some of his um, hedonism that he's struggling through and the depression that definitely seems to be there as well, I think a big part of that is him realizing that you can have this much power and still not have the power to stop. Some yes. very big things. Yes. And, oh, man, there's so there's so many different, like, I feel like everyone gets time to shine in this, in this movie. Because Wolverine is basically, he's in between both realities. But on top of that, he's been living way longer mm-hmm. than any of them because i mean we saw what he was dealing with in x-men origins wolverine coming all the way through to x-men one two three into days of future past and so he's been alive for centuries yeah yeah and you know kudos to him for still believing in humanity right like after honestly being let down like i think about the montage from the beginning of x-men origins where it's like oh yeah he fought in like (laughs) the civil war and (laughs) world war one and world war two and vietnam like he's just seen nothing but the worst sides of humanity throughout but yet he's still here and he's like gotta fight for it 
just yeah. gotta gotta fight for it and hope things work themselves out and and in his mind sometimes i'm wondering if he's saying until they don't again because that's how this works you know i, I think there is some of that going on and and when it comes to life and reality, it's really hard to find find that acceptance and the willingness to experience the pain and the reality of things. Because like like I was mentioning earlier, okay, so so with Xavier, you see him really struggling to even take care of himself. Hank, the beast is taking care of him for, for years. And he's really struggling because he just sees what he's not able to do. And then there's, say, Magneto, who says, I see what's happening. And he's trying to force certain changes, as is Mystique. And at least in this, they're suggesting that certain things, if you force them, they might end up getting worse rather than better. Yeah. Or not not changing, potentially worsening. And yeah, you know, it, it is tricky, but... How do you find the way to say, okay, it, at least at this point, we don't seem to find, be able to find a way to prevent all of this destruction. How, how do I find a way to just keep putting one foot in front of the other and take life where I can get it, which is yeah. kind of Wolverine. So it, he's a little bit of a wanderer at times, yeah, but, he, he but eventually he, he really sees the importance of all the connections with people. And so it's really cool that he's actually the one that's the, that can be the catalyst to helping to help bring back these these connections and, and people he had lost. Yeah, and I tell you, and he he does finally connect with Xavier, and it's by far my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's when Charles Xavier, when he does decide, I'm going to get off the medication. And I'm going to let the powers come back and I'm going to get back in Cerebro and it all goes to hell really quick. Like mm. the fuses blow and his mind, he can't control it. And it like, it's a scene that like, I, it just, it just really got me because he's, he's talking to Wolverine and uh, Wolverine's like, you're just rusty. You can do it. And he explains his power. He said, you don't understand it it's not just I'm that I'm rusty. He said I can flip the switch. He his specific line is I can flip the switches, and I can turn the knobs. He said, but my power doesn't come from mm -hmm. here. It comes from, and he points to his heart. Yeah, and he says, and it's broken. And I, oh my God, that when yeah. when he explained it that way, I I was like, man, like I really just yeah, I felt I felt that. Mm -hmm. And at that point, that's when Wolverine's like, read my mind. And he actually listens to old Xavier talking to him. And he's and, and he's just trying to get through to him. And he's just we you have you need to believe again. Like you. Mm. I know you're afraid. We need you to hope again. And I just I absolutely love. Yeah. That scene because he. When he went by then, of course, Hank comes back after he reads Wolverine's mind, and Hank goes, "The power's back on." And Charles, like, "Yes, it is." I was like, Ugh! I loved it. And I loved Keaton, it. I was so happy. Keaton wipes away a single tear. I did honestly. I have I have cried at that scene before because I've been in my low points, and it's yeah, funny because it's a like good you, scene. you you'll get in low points like that, and you'll watch those scenes while you're in it, and you're like, "Yep." Yes, mm -hmm. that's how I feel right now, because yep. I, I'm not going to let there have been so many times I have felt broken. Like I've felt yeah. like I just have no control over my life and there's nothing that I can do. And I'm like, man, I wish that me now could go back to mm. angsty high school Keaton <laughs> or even mid 20s Keaton or even mm -hmm. Keaton six months ago and be like, it's yep. going to be okay, dude. Like you can, you can do this. You, it's going to be all right. And I, I think that's what every, I, I feel like that's what everybody wishes they could do. One, everyone does wish they could go back and change something 
in mm. the past like this movie is doing right but also yeah. i i would love to like message my younger self because i like there was gosh there was one when we were in do you remember when we were in high school senior year we had to write a letter to ourselves that we would get like five years yeah. Yeah, down yeah. the road oh my gosh i remember getting that and i couldn't have got it at a worse time oh no oh my gosh it was horrible because i was like i hope you're doing this now and i hope you do it was none of those oh, things. Oh, I know what time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, it was none of those things. Mm-hmm. Or I, yeah. And here's the thing, folks. So sometimes you set up plans for yourself and they completely change. And it yeah. doesn't have to do with you as a person or your abilities. It it's just sometimes things aren't a fit and you've got to switch and shift and yeah. Unf- yeah. yeah, I could see how that would be tough because, yeah, I mean, that that's the tricky thing with some of this is sometimes that knowledge can be so helpful. And then sometimes it, it almost shakes your foundation even further, dep- like yes. you said, depending on the timing. Yeah, the timing was just awful for it. And I rem- that was like the lowest point that I think I was ever at. But if I could go back now to when I was opening that mm. letter and be like, dude, don't worry about it. It gets better. You're more than how you feel right now. Like I would just love to be able to just lift my lift myself up like that. And it was but it was just such a touching it was just such a touching scene just getting Xavier back. Because when you look at how similar but how different him and magneto are it it reminds me of that quote where it's like would you rather be feared or be loved Mm. because xavier is like hey we can cohabitate with these people yeah and magneto is at this position right now where he's like you better not mess with us this is what we can do and you better back off right yeah uh because he he saw it more as if we cohabitate it gives them the opportunity to get the upper hand Yes. They won't truly cohabitate was it is his belief. Yes. So it's just yeah, it was the some of the stuff that they really touch on in this it's it's just really good because throughout once we get Xavier back, the biggest thing he's trying to get Mystique to do is not go down yeah. a dark path which is funny they, they completely flipped the script on her character between x-men mm-hmm. one and two and then in first class it's like oh yeah she's xavier's sister and they grew up together and i'm just like okay yeah, yeah yep. okay oh, oh and i yeah, yeah. their their storyline's great too because once again the this you almost create the reality you're afraid of xavier keeps trying to control her to put her on the best path but that pushes her further away and the way to get her to be more, more true to um, I don't know if it's more true to herself or those parts of herself. He, he sees that she doesn't see the kind of caring side and whatnot. He has to step back and allow her the potential to do something different. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say he's letting her grow up, but He's. I think he's growing up and realizing yeah, yes. he can't just control people. He has to mm-hmm. let them live their life the same way he's going to live exactly. his. Yeah. I do want to jump back. You were talking about kind of being able to speak to this past self or a future self or whatnot. And that yeah. that's actually can be a really powerful thing. And unfortunately, at least at this point, you know, to our knowledge, we do not have the ability to time travel in a way that would produce something like we're talking about here but there are ways to to kind of envision hey what what would have comforted me back then and and for some people that can be helpful to kind of go through the practice of let let me go through the process of of comforting my past self for some people it it doesn't help because it just kind of reminds them of what was lacking but for other people that can actually be a really healing thing or sometimes we encourage folks hey Write down the things that you're going to need. What what do you think you might need when you're in a tough spot? Prepare those things for yourself so that when you're in those tough places, 
you have that stuff that can remind you that not every time is that bad. Yeah. It reminds you that these things ebb and flow and that you'll come back out of it. You want to be careful, be really mindful about it. You don't want the bad timing like Keaton's talking about. But yeah. Um, but absolutely, it can be such a helpful thing. Sometimes we know better than anyone else what we're going to need for support. Yes. And, and sometimes we feel like we're alone if someone else can't give it to us. But you know what? It can be so powerful to help heal yourself. Yes. Yes, it really can. But I just, yeah, I, I love the way that this movie went because like you said, Magneto is still in this position where he's like, no, I don't trust humans. Yes, we have to be violent and there is mm. no other way. Charles is on the other side saying there is a better way. And Mystique is directly in the middle where she's yep. like, she's like, I'm going to be violent a little bit. Like, but I'm going to, but she, <laughs> she ends up making the right decision, which ends up making the humans make the right decision because yep. Magneto's about to kill them, but then she steps in and saves them. And yep. on top of that, not only does she save them, she is the kind of mutant that normally they would be very afraid of mm -hmm. saving them. Like she is the mutant that, oh, if you see them on the street, you're like, oh gosh, you're you're afraid of them versus yeah. just She's one of the looking, ones that stands yeah. out as very different and has a power that could really be taken advantage of. Yes. Yes, and and so them seeing her save them, and then like make it like make a choice because at any time she could have killed them because she was inside the vault with them. Yeah. Like she could have she could have done it and chose not to and chose to save them and that changed their mind and mm -hmm. set their future forward. And it was just it was really interesting. I wish so badly that people could see like that that is a a message about like not being prejudiced towards people mm. or like just it was it was just such a good theme and a good it was yeah and allowing allowing someone some space yes. they might surprise you yeah, yeah. it was gosh it was, i loved it loved it loved it loved it do we have a mindful nerd moment mindful nerd moment so, uh, it didn't take me long to come up with this one. Cause I was like, what do I do? And I was like, oh, they kind of alluded to mindfulness be, would be useful during this movie. So Wolverine, he is going to the past and how he goes to the past is Kitty essentially sends his consciousness, conscience, consciousness. I can talk. I promise <laughs> into, into the past, but she actually talks about just try and stay kind of even keel pretty level as level as you can in terms of your emotions, your physiology, that sort of thing. Because if there's too much of a shift, it's too hard for her to keep him there and he'll slingshot yeah. back. And so there are actually a few times where there's kind of some slingshotting going on. Yes. And so I was like, oh, these are perfect times for Wolverine to practice oh my, some grounding and mindfulness. Yes. So oh, my gosh. Stay in the past. Oh, my right? gosh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's wow. That's like the very definition. I know. Like peaceful thoughts. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So some peaceful thoughts helping oh helping to just kind of level yourself out. Because here's here's the ironic, unfortunate thing. What can make. Create tension is when you go, I need to relax. I need to relax. Oh, you get really tense. Or I need right. to I need to chill out. You get more anxious because you know right. it counts or it matters. So how do we use some mindfulness to kind of get around that a little bit? Um, so one of the the big moments that he kind of gets shifted and and struggles to to stay where he's at is he actually um he essentially sees the person that tortures him. Um, and so he has, you know, his like bone claws, but they turn into metal claws and essentially the person that tortures him and, and puts the metal all over his bones, which, uh, by the way, is an incredibly painful process. Right. Um, he sees this person randomly in a room in the past. Yeah. And William Stryker just out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I was, oh my God, this guy. Like, yeah. I know. I know. 
But that's um, how life really works. It's like the person you don't want to see. In, that's who you, you see. You don't want to see anywhere. They're like right there at Target when you walk in. It's like, yep. Jesus Christ. You're on a date. Man. Your ex is at the table next to you. Yeah. Yes. That kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, he he essentially starts, um, I can't remember if he's like flashing back to memories or, but he's definitely part of him recognizes who this is and so he really struggles to stay in the past yes so what i want us to do is pretending that we're in that scene so he's uh i think it's like a conference room or whatnot there are a bunch of people he looks over he sees striker and all of a sudden he's starting to feel all the anxiety and things um, because it's pulling back some bad memories and so just practicing some grounding some mindfulness to try and stay in the past not get whipped back to the future because he's getting um, just feeling all these things. Okay. So as we always do, we will sit comfortably, but, you know, try and sit straight. Uh, If you're comfortable with it, it can help to close your eyes, just help you focus in on the image. Um, But if not, just, uh, you know, not looking at anything in particular in the room, letting your eyes unfocus. And first, just take a few breaths just to kind of get you in the mood, into the moment. And as you breathe, without trying to change it or anything, just shift to imagining yourself breathing as Wolverine. So you're in, a, you're in this conference room. You're breathing. You're Wolverine. You're looking around. And all of a sudden, you see a man that looks familiar. You might not know why, but it's pulling a lot of uncomfortable feelings. You might feel scared. You might feel pain. Your body might be reacting or jolting. It's almost as if you're, you're being pulled to a, a memory that is kind of hazy, kind of fuzzy, not pleasant. And then you start realizing, uh-oh, I'm I'm having trouble staying in the past. Kitty, Kitty's having trouble keeping me in the past. I need to stay in the past. This is important. And so what you do is you reach out your, your hand and you put it on a chair that just happens to be next to you. And you feel that chair. You notice what that chair feels like. You take in a deep breath through your nose. Let it out through your mouth making sure all that air comes out and really just feeling what that chair fabric feels like. The ridges, the edges in it, where it curves or stiffens. You notice where it gives. You notice how how plush it might be. You move your hand along that chair just to give you that sensation of touch for something in the room with you right now. And you take another deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. And you think to yourself, I am in this conference room. I am touching this chair. I am here with Xavier. I am safe in this moment. And you take one more deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, making sure all that air gets out, not leaving any in there. Then you focus back in on what's happening in that room. So now we're going to shift back to the podcast. So take a few, few breaths. Start your first breath as Wolverine. You've Brought that edginess down for yourself a bit. The next few breaths, you start shifting from that conference room and and being Wolverine, and you start shifting back to yourself where you're sitting right now, listening to the podcast. And when you're ready, you open your eyes, you refocus, and we see what Keaton thinks. I like it. I like it. Because, like, it... It's funny because I didn't even I, I don't I don't know why I didn't even think about it when I was watching the movie, but 
he was literally practicing mm-hmm. mindfulness in yep. the movie. I can't. I I didn't. I don't even know why I didn't think about that. Like that. It's it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. I know. I like, it, you <laughs> forced mindfulness. It, I, it should be a thing. <laughs> you but, better I be mean, mindful. The entire fate of the world depends on it. Well, and that's the thing, though, is that mindfulness. Yeah, I think people think, okay, you've got to sit and you do your practice, and you're all meditation-y, and 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 this is not to mock any of that. To be clear, there that works very well for a number of people. But you also, yeah, you, you need it to blend into daily life. Throw it in where you need it. Yeah. Um. And, you know, sometimes it takes the edge off. Sometimes, you know, in this case, he actually slung back to the future for a while and had to come yeah. back. And and it was a very intense moment for him. It's understandable that happened. But if if you can use some of these skills in that moment, you're probably going to bounce back to the past a little faster, so to speak. Yeah. But yeah, I absolutely loved that. Um, If y'all haven't seen this movie. Do it. Yeah, please check this one. Check this one out. I I really and I really enjoyed enjoyed it. It it makes me miss uh what could be. I'm hoping the MCU eventually gets around to giving us mm. some X Men because they're they're by far my favorite um my my favorite part of Marvel. Uh, if there's yeah, I definitely wish they'd go ahead and bring them back. But yeah. Days of Future Pass is amazing, and and power. and a lesson. It's a lesson in if you break it, you can fix it. Yeah, power can be back on. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown. Find me on social media at Crafting the Mind. And I'm comic enthusiast and professional nerd Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at Team JBS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. See you next week. Same Bat time, same Bat channel.